Welcome to the Capacito Conversation Podcast, hosted by the Center for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusive Excellence at Azusa Pacific University. My name is Dr. Richard S. Martinez, and I am the Executive Director of the Center for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusive Excellence, and I'll be hosting this podcast. Our Cafecito Conversation is an opportunity to talk to our members of the community about diversity, equity, and inclusion here at Azusa Pacific University. Please join me in our conversation today. Once again, we are just so delighted to have Dr. Brown with us. So welcome, Dr. Brown. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about your role at APU? Hello, Richard. Um, I am Patricia Brown, a faculty member in the English department. I've been here at APU for 15 years and I, um, I teach in the English department as well as in the Ethnic Studies program. Um, I am the president of the Black Faculty, Staff, and Administrators Association, which is an affinity group for faculty and staff here at APU. And uh, I am a, a, a diversity ambassador. Yeah, I'm just happy to be here. Well, we are so thankful that you're with us today. And uh, so, so, Pat, um, as you think about your multiple hats that you wear and your role as specifically as the president of the Black Faculty Staff and Administrator Association, um, you, you were really a pioneer at Azusa Pacific. And the, the BFSAA was the first mosaic affinity group to even exist and to be formed at Azusa Pacific. So could you tell us a little bit about, maybe a little bit about the BFSAA, but also why it's so important that we have not only that mosaic association, but others beginning to form? Yeah, um, it started off as an informal um, gathering. Um, actually, um, Dr. Um, Don Brown, um, he uh, approached me and a few others and said, hey, you know, we need to get together. We see each other all the time. We need a formal structure um, to create community. And um, so that was back in 2017. And we sort of met and, and got some ideas together about what we wanted to get out of this affinity um, organization. And one of the main benefits of creating such organizations is a sense of belonging, uh, creating a space uh, for people who have similar experiences and backgrounds to feel community and belonging. So you, you cultivate this community uh, of people uh, you create camaraderie, um, it, it, it makes you feel like you belong here at APU, that you're not um, just one person out here who looks different, who has a different experience, but there are several people. And people are surprised when I tell them that we have about, what, uh, 75 to 80 people on our roster. Uh, on our uh, Black faculty and staff roster. And they're thinking, I thought maybe there were only six or seven of, of us. Where are, the, <laughs> where are the 70 or 75? But they're quite a few. So 
you're, we're isolated in our own little spaces of operation um, and our responsibilities here at APU, not knowing that there's so many people like us here. So when we create this space through our ethnic uh, affinity organizations, we get to see that, hey, we're not as isolated as we thought that we were. So creating um, a sense of community and support is very important because that uh, in turn, I believe uh, helps um, re with retention and not so much turnover because you feel like, okay, this is the place for me. Yes. Oh, well, that is wonderful. And, and it's taken a few years to get to this point. It has. Uh, so, so as you think about belonging, as you think about community, as you think about bringing this supportive network together, I'll, I'll uh, take a little slant uh, as far as my uh, follow-up question. There might be somebody out there that says, well, well, Dr. Brown, you said that this is good for a sense of belonging. So didn't you feel like you belonged at APU before that? And, 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 and why is it still so important that you have this kind of a community uh, formed? I, um, did I feel like I belonged before? I felt like I was here, I functioned very um, ancillary. Um, I, 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 I fit in into my department, but I didn't have a lived and shared experience with uh, people in the APU community, uh, similar uh, people who had similar experiences and backgrounds as I did. And so I sort of, sort of belonged, but not really belonged. Um, I didn't have an outlet. I didn't have space. Um, I had to fit in with the dominant culture of APU, which the dominant culture is not my experience. So um, to answer your question, I was I, 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 I was in a very ancillary or marginalized space until I, we, I got this group of people, um, someone from the um, from my organization um, just called me today. They said, hey, there's a student who's in need of uh, an advisor and a mentor. And I'm like, OK, I, let me tag team and put her off to someone else that's in our organization who's able to now connect her with someone else. So we're just a network, a community of people um, where we can easily just pick up the phone and call each other. That means so much to, yes. to me. So that feeling of support, that feeling of networking, and you mentioned too, it's not only the faculty, staff, administrators that are part of the group, but an example of how it supports students as well. That is a big part of our organization's aim is to um, have students understand that there's a group of people who look like you, who are advocating for you. And so one of our um, subcommittees is uh, the Black Student uh, Advocacy um, Subcommittee. So we advocate on behalf of our Black students. We work in conjunction with them. Yeah, so um, that's a big part. So uh, students are aware of the emergence of this particular affinity mosaic uh, association. Uh, 
Yeah, um, particularly the um, Black Student uh, Association, BSA, which is the ethnic affinity organization for, um, for the students parts. And so that group um, consistently reaches out to us for collaboration and support. Mm, yes, good. So kind of going back to still the same strain of my question about belonging. Um, as a person of color, as a black woman, and I'm talking as a Latino male, mm -hmm. um, there, there, there's a certain amount of navigation that takes place of any organization, frankly. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm sensing that within this community that we're building within each uh, emerging mosaic association, that there is this need for not only networking, but that networking helps us to navigate a more complex system. Uh, what has been your experience in terms of that navigation uh, as a person of color, and how does that mosaic association fit into maybe equipping faculty and staff administrators and being more successful in a university uh, like ours, like, like APU? Yeah, I think the example that I just uh, gave of uh, one of our staff members, actually it was Everett um, Brooks, who called me um, and tried to help that one student navigate um, APU system and needing that connection um, to help someone, you know, to find someone, help that student. So yeah, so these uh, our affinity groups are important because they help us to share, they allow us to share our experiences and those experiences make us wiser in terms of navigating certain um, um, communities or groups within APU. So you, if, you're, if you're isolated, uh, you don't have an opportunity to hear the experience of others and therefore you don't really know how to navigate. So that shared experience, that community of uh, exchanging information is so crucial um, to understanding how to navigate the larger system of APU, because you have 70, 75 people in different areas of APU, they're having experience. I know very little about a higher ed um, program on the graduate level, but Michelle Cox does, so I can, <laughs> I can connect with her and so forth. You know, you, you know all of these people. And so we have this roster um, where people can, can look and say, hey, there's someone over here in that department or in this um, position who can help me to navigate this larger system of AP, uh, APU and can give it uh, information to me from a perspective of being a, a black person. Thank you. So as you know, we have some emerging affinity mosaic associations. We have an Asian mosaic association mm -hmm. and we have a Latinx Faculty mm -hmm. Staff Administrator Association. Mm -hmm. What might be some um, suggestions or even affirmations uh, that you can provide for our emerging mosaic affinity groups in, in order to build their networks of support? I would uh, first of all say, uh, take baby steps, crawl, walk, run. <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> crawl, crawl, walk, run. My husband says that all the time. Um, you want so much and it, your organization has so much potential, but it takes time to build from this. We started in 2017, this 2021, four years in. So it's go, it took us some time to figure out, first of all, who are we? We were constantly tweaking and revising our, um, our mission statement and our pillars and our pillar statements and our aims and our focus are, are restructuring our subcommittees. So it takes a while because this is uncharted territory. So my first um, uh, point of advice would be to go slow and do it well so that you don't rush out of the gate and you know do it not so well. So slow and well is the key. And then two, um, First of all, you're just creating community and just space and fellowship. But ultimately, um, as uh, one of our members who's our uh, senior consultant, Ed Barron said, okay, at some point we need to move beyond the three Fs, the food, fun, and fellowship. We need to, <laughs> which food, fun, and fellowship is essential to creating community. Yes, here you go. Um, but, we need to have a place at the a place and voice at the table at these decision making tables at APU. We need to be effective in terms of addressing issues that we think need to be changed. So when you start off, you start off, you have to create community, food, fun, and fellowship. But at some point, you're going to start to move beyond that but not forsake it um, and, and have some more um, structure, intentional, uh, measurable uh, aims and goals for the organization. That's so important. And, and, and actually uh, very, very timely with our renewal strategic planning process. Yeah, indeed. So, so, as, you, so as you think about the role that Affinity Mosaic organizations or associations can play in our uh, new phase of renewal. Uh, I guess it's another uh, picking your brains as to what might you suggest for us in our mosaics of how we can sit at the table, how we can speak into uh, a new vision for Azusa Pacific. Uh, yeah, I think that um First of all, um, we've been invited to the table, um, our organization, our president of, of our university um, actually had a meeting uh, with us. And it just so happens that the things that we wanted for the black community, the uh, faculty, staff and students, uh, these were things that were in the strategic plan. So he was happy to see that, wow, we are actually scratching where you itch. And so, um, that helps. So you need to get in the ear, so to speak, of people who are forming these tables and invite your uh, apps to be invited to those tables. Uh, so that strategic plan. So if you're looking, you know, there's so many committees are um, um, portions of the strategic plan are uh, subparts. So where, wherever your desire is, what you want 
for your organization. See if it's where it naturally fits into the already existing strategic plan. And if it's not specifically scratching where you itch, then reach out to someone and say, hey, have you thought about uh, including or folding this particular part into that strategic plan, that per particular portion of the strategic plan? So being intentional about con connecting to someone. And the great thing about our new strategic plan is that it really is trying to meet the needs of so many people so that we create um, a broader sense of community at APU. And I'm really happy about that. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Brown, for your insights and your encouragement for yeah. us to be proactive, for us to be uh, looking for those leverage points and those opportunities in which we can speak into the renewal plan. And actually, uh, if we're not invited to sit at the table, then ask to be sitting at the table. Exactly. Wonderful. Well, we thank you for this cafecito conversation and uh, let us not have this be the last. Okay, thanks for inviting me. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We hope that you've been inspired by the many different reflections that we discussed. If you'd like to stay updated on our newest podcast, feel free to send us an email at cdeie at apu.edu, and we'll send you the link. On behalf of the Center for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusive Excellence, we hope that we will uh, have you join us for future Cafecito Conversations.